0: Hey guys, welcome to the Vine Rant again. um, I want to say it's Monday, but it's not because there was a holiday. Monday in our hearts. In our hearts, hearts, Tuesday. Uh, Hugo's here with me. You guys know me and Andy Tran. You you look pretty nice, man. I'm not gonna lie. Thanks. Not not too bad yourself. Oh come on, I'm casual. (laughs) You guys came from the gym. Chris came from the gym. Come on, man. (laughs) Anyway. Andy,
1: why are you here? What are we talking about? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, so Andy, Andy uh, was referred to us by uh, one of our realtor partners and what he does is pretty unique, especially given how hard it is to qualify for a mortgage these days, how hard it is to find a quality investment property. So what Andy and his team do is, and, and, and I think Andy will probably be able to explain it better than me, but they essentially put in legal suites into homes to generate additional cash revenues. You know, he always does that, eh? Like he'll ask you a question and he'll answer it himself. That's great. I just don't want, to, I don't want to mess up his, you know, his his, his his thing, but essentially, you know, he's adding second units to properties for investors to force appreciation, improve that uh, cash flow and find oppor- And when there is opportunities, find them, make them happen. So, and do you have anything else to add or do you hate to say it all?
2: Uh, yeah, I think you did a pretty good job, so. Uh... I think I'm done here. Yeah, no, exactly. no. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly it. Uh, so, the, so what we do is we do second suites. The majority of the second suites we do are uh, basement apartments because the houses here in Ontario and in Canada in general, they yep. lend themselves very well, mm-hmm. especially those uh, kind of post-war bungalows where you have a good footprint. Now, they're not, they're not anything new. They've been around forever. Yep. The only thing is that uh, they've never been done properly. So what happens is that as more people move into the cities, it gets more dense, people just, you know, once, once you get that density and you get more people, some neighbors, they're not that happy with it. So when they see tenants coming in and out, mm-hmm. you know, parked cars and things like that, they call the cities. So a lot of the cities that we invest in, not necessarily, you know, within Toronto proper, but a lot of the investment cities where it does make financial sense to invest, they're finding that there's uh, quite a bit of municipal enforcement. So if they see a bin on the driveway yeah they will you know uh, uh see you know knock on the door see what's going on or if a neighbor yeah. you know grandma living yeah. across the street for 50 years and she sees these people moving in she'll just call the city and say we don't know what's going on but there's all these people coming in and out And then the city will just put a letter and say that we we know that you have tenants in there, there's probably a kitchen in the basement, so you gotta get it done properly. So what I've been doing is- Legalizing. Yeah, just just educating people on how to do them properly, so that A, the value of the product remains high, right? Higher. It's safe, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: right? Yeah. Uh, and you're not going to be uh, subject to uh, being shut down because of a neighbor complaint. We also so,
1: forgot uh, better options for financing, significantly better options. Kind of the here, only yeah. reason you can yeah, get yeah. financing is because it's a legal suite.
0: Yeah. But that, that we're talking after, after the project has been done. Yeah. You, you know, you wouldn't obviously get any financing advantages before the okay. case, but do it, yeah. But anyway, um, so let me ask you a question because I know for a lot of years it sounds scary. Like, what do you mean? I'm going to do all this. <laughs> like, I don't even own the property yet. What's going yeah. on? So let's yeah. assume I'm a brand new buyer. Right. Right. Um, uh, and like to Hugo's point, you know, I want to be in the city, but you know, it, I'm afraid of that big mortgage, you mm-hmm. know, like in terms of being able to carry it on my own, um, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. So I call you, I say, Andy, I found this property.
2: Can I add a unit? Is that what I do? Yes, yeah, so uh, the, generally speaking, most cities will allow them now. Like, that was a government mandate that was passed several years ago where they required all cities Mm -hmm. uh, in Ontario to have bylaws in place to allow these secondary units, right? Um, Not every city has come on board, but the majority of them have. So they've set up rules to say that, okay, we'll let you have these secondary units legally, but you have to comply with certain requirements, like it can't be uh, a, a certain size there needs to be adequate parking, Mm -hmm. um, that type of stuff that is very specific to the city. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to comply with those local bylaws and then also ensure that you build everything to the building code. So
1: at which stage do you typically get involved? Are you involved right in the beginning so you can identify that this particular property is actually a good candidate for this? Or do you get involved later on?
2: I, when I started the business that I was doing quite a bit of that. Uh, but because of the amount of uh, demand, uh, we haven't been able to keep up with uh, a lot of our clients. So what I try to do is uh, put a lot of information out there. I do a lot of talks with realtors coach them in giving them the right information so that they can guide their clients to say that, you know, these five things are, you know, you kind of checklist. put together like a bit
1: of a recipe and say, if you follow these sort of guidelines, yeah. then there might be an option for us to do yeah, this. Yeah, but
2: it's, n- it's never a slam dunk. So yeah. what I tell people is that, you know, make sure you there's some contingency so that if, worst case scenario, if you can't convert it, it still makes sense as a- As, as a, a single a, home, for instance. Yeah, yeah, ideally, right? But you know, we, we have a pretty good idea. And then a lot of the clients that we, uh, a lot of the re- realtors that we talk to, we mm-hmm. give them the information to say, like, you need to have certain, uh, building height, you need to have parking. So I mean that that's a huge, and I mean, huge value add to to realtors
0: for their clients. Even, um, mm-hmm. even us as mortgage brokers or even financial planners, you know, someone that may may think, Hey, I want to move out. I can't afford my, my place anymore. Um, they do have some cash or maybe they have some trapped equity. Um, you know, you could look for a way, if if it, if it works, obviously, to add some income to the property, correct?
2: Absolutely, yeah. It, it makes sense, especially for uh, homeowners who, well, first of all, for investors, because, right. you know, five, 10 years ago, you can buy a single family house, rent it out, and have cash flow. Nowadays, it's gonna be negative cash flow. Yeah, and pretty even, much even in the second tier markets, yeah. right? So a lot of the yeah. places we work say Hamilton, Kitchener, Barry, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you can't buy a single family home, rent it to one family and expect to have a positive cash, cash flow. You almost always in need way. a second unit. So they have the second unit, sure. they get that several hundred dollars mm-hmm. extra, usually in cash flow. And that also adds value to the property. And owner-occupier, on the other hand, they benefit because now they were not able to qualify for for the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And then because they put in the, the legal suite, um, you know, the lenders that you guys work with might ask for the documentation to say, well, we want to make sure that, you know, there's mm-hmm. not going to be any issues with this. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're able to provide when they go through this process with us. And then with the contractor, do the work with the city to get the final approval. Then all of a sudden, their ability to borrow is much higher because they're able to take uh, take on uh, yeah, that majority of that yeah. income.
1: Uh, question for you, actually, two questions: Is there sure. a particular market that you found because you've been doing this for a long time? Any markets that you find is a little bit easier to go through all these, you know, red tape, or do you find they're all the what, what, same? <laughs> what's your favorite yeah, like, city? What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite city? Yeah, I'll say like a-
2: I'll say my favorite city to work with right now is Hamilton. That's the majority of of uh, the. Um, Uh, our client base right now and it wasn't always like that it took um, them uh, about a year to two to really get the systems in place uh, because they see that this is a regular thing and we find that with every city it takes them a couple of years to go through that cycle to understand that it's a little bit more complicated because you're taking an existing property and you're adding in all of these building code changes correct it's a lot different from new construction new construction Mm -hmm. is pretty straightforward right Mm -hmm. And uh, we find that every city has a cycle within one or two years, they get the system going and then it becomes uh, a a normal thing. Um, Some cities that are uh, just started, they have their challenges with the, with the inspectors. They also probably a lot of local people against it as well, right? I'm sorry. Some of
1: the existing neighbors are like, we don't really want to support this. There's going to be a lot of tension. But a city like Hamilton that's growing so fast, I would imagine that, at least the council would be wanting to support this because it's going to uh, create more, you know, uh, vacancies. It's going to mm-hmm. create more uh, forced appreciation. You know, people are putting money into to buildings that are, are there and wanting people to go move back there. I think that's probably all. So stuff. Andy, um, you're a lot like us. We've
0: we've always talked about this in the sense that you know it's all about just putting all the information there for people to yeah. think of it mm-hmm. right? yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so for those viewers listening to us right now, saying, Ah, I don't need Andy, I don't need Chris, (laughs) I don't need Hugo. I don't need anyone. I can do it all by myself. You know, what, what are the do not ever do when, you know, adding a suite? Um, okay, don't do in, yourself. in
2: general, I would say, uh, <laughs> don't do
0: not... say, don't say, do it, don't do it <laughs> yourself. Cause I <I'm> got a pizza. <laughs>
2: you know what? Like, and, and that's fair. Like there's, there's a lot of people who I speak to at, when I go to presentations and I do talks and they say they want to do it themselves. And I say, you know what? Actually, that's really good. Especially a lot of young people yeah. who, you know, they're having trouble getting into the market. I say, do as much work as you, as you can take the time to learn it, go to the city, go to the city website, read everything and learn how to do it yourself because that value is gonna come back to you later on. So I'm totally cool with that. I think it's a great thing if somebody wants yeah. to do it themselves. A lot of the clients we work with, they're you know, they're investors, they have money, they've been doing it for a long time, they just don't have the time to deal with it. So those right? are the
0: do's, where are the don'ts?
2: Okay, yeah, so the don't is don't hire, this is the number one thing, is don't hire a contractor who does not wanna do it legally. And by the, the way, mean, you're not a contractor. I'm not a contractor, Perfect. I'm a designer, so a house designer right. kind of thing. Um, the reason is not even because that they, they're not uh, capable of doing it, is that if they don't wanna deal with permits, that means that uh, they're not comfortable with the work being inspected by the city. Okay. Now, I, it's understandable, because sometimes cities, uh, specifically certain you know inspection departments, they may not be reasonable. Um, but if you uh, go through that process and it becomes challenging, uh, because the thing is, like, if you wanna get it legal, you're gonna to have to get it done through the city anyways. And mm-hmm. if the contractor's resistant with that, but he's gonna, or she, is going to do it anyways, mm-hmm. um, you can be certain that when the city comes and does an inspection, they're gonna have pushback that contractor is not going to be happy. They're going to point fingers at the city or mm-hmm. whatever. Right? So that's my experience mm-hmm. is that you want to work with somebody who actually has experience with the city because invariably what's going to happen is there's, there's going to be issues that come up and they're ready to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right? So it really doesn't matter if it's a small contractor or, or a large contractor. You want to find somebody who's had the experience and gone through that process because then they'll have contingencies and wants and, to do it by the book. Yes, exactly. Okay. And it's yeah. your money at the end
1: of the day. So, yeah.
2: so any other
0: don't, so the first don't is, you know, don't work with someone that doesn't wanna do things by the book. <laughs> the second one, any, anything else?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of don'ts. Uh, just trying to think of some of the, some of the important ones. Um, I think uh, just uh, also depending on where you are located, like uh, if let's say you're an investor, it does work. It, it, it is good to work with a city that is conducive to this type of development. Okay. The majority of them are because they do recognize that it's uh, it's very. There's um, a need for it. it, it there's well, a need for it, and it's, but, but it's to their benefit too. But yeah, yeah, there's an additional tax revenue. Correct. Yeah. There are some cities that you know they don't want this type of growth. So work with the cities who are conducive to it because they'll guide you. They'll help you. So, so do your research. It, yeah,
1: it's not necessarily oh I like you know this yeah. town. Uh, let's say Hamilton, because you said you were targeting the market. Just to throw right. some numbers out there. What would be an average? I, I, I'm a first-time buyer. I bought something in Hamilton. I put down 5% because I want to try and preserve as much capital as possible for a reno. What sort of random, you know, on the low, some sort of a range of numbers to throw in a suite on a typical home you would do in Hamilton? Just to have an idea. Of oh, what that's, that a, that's a very hard question. I, that could be, you mean on a, no, like on a, a brand
2: yeah. Single so let's say
1: home in Hamilton, maybe a, a bungalow, sure. or whatever you typically do. So what's let's say eight hundred.
2: Okay. So your typical one, let's say eight hundred to a thousand square foot bungalow. Yeah. Um, maybe it was uh, it was unfinished mm-hmm. ever, uh, or it was you know finished in the nineteen seventies and you got to get rid of the shag carpet and the wood paneling. So you're gutting it and redoing it. The right? disco room. But what? Yeah. What if I? So like you're the looking. Disco room? <laughs> I mean, these days you're looking at eighty to hundred yeah. to get it done properly. Eighty to hundred grand. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair so, yeah. so
2: people will say, you know, they'll look at it and say maybe they can get something for, you know, in the, in the four fifty to 500 range and then put in the extra mm-hmm. amount. Um, but we're finding right now that prop uh, s- uh, houses that have the proper suite done um, nicely done, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting rents in the 14, 15, uh, so range second suite for the second suite only. And mm-hmm. then plus like, you know, 17, 1800 for the unit. So they're getting uh, income. That's like buying a home basis. for
1: $100,000 and getting $3,000. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: it's like $3,000 plus. And I was shocked. Like, <laughs> you know, three years ago, I was encouraging people to do it. I, th- I said, it makes sense because you're going to get higher rent, you're going to do it. And then they were actually getting higher rent because they were putting all these nice finishes. Yeah. It looked like a condo, a lot of natural lighting. It looked really good. And then I was like, wow, you're getting 1475 plus utilities. So nice. I myself was shocked right? Yeah. Even though I was yeah. telling people to do these kind of yeah. things. And um, uh, I, I, the reason why I think that is, is because you have a lot of middle income people who are priced out of the. Obviously, a lot of them are priced out of the buyer's market. Mm-hmm. And even from the renting standpoint, with where, where rents have gone, a lot of them, you know, they can't rent an entire house. But yet these second suites, they're yeah. able to get in access to a certain neighborhood, like schools and community centers. But, and but it's like not that.
0: even that. I, mm-hmm. I think also, you know, a lot of. People going into retirement can no longer, you know, afford their own homes, or maybe they want to sell their property. Well, they need income. They need to live somewhere, or they need sure. some extra income. And mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing a lot more. I don't know what you're seeing, Andy, yeah. where you know parents want to live with their their children. You know, because maybe they're a little sure. bit older, right? So yeah, sure, it's a legal suite, um, but you know they're 80 years old, they want to be close to family, close to grandkids, sure. you know, come to yeah. the same home, but still separated. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, that's exactly what I was just going to say, right? right? Close, um, but not too close. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yep. so, and, and
1: you know, it's it's happening a lot more and more. So there's, there's a lot of markets. That's a good one too, because they are like, we don't need this whole house anymore. I can't take care of it. Right, Let me make a little bit of money by renting the basement off. Sure. And I'll continue living in my own home, which yeah. I'm comfortable with. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. We
2: have, I have a client right now in Mississauga where uh, they wanna uh, finish the basement, make it really nice and they're gonna move into there. Yeah. And they're doing a lot of traveling. Like they're going to Asia for six months out of the year. Yeah. Stay, they stay out of the cold. Yeah. And then they'll just rent the upstairs yeah. and the house has been paid off. Yeah. So makes sense. Well, it's a good yeah. way to also,
0: yeah. you know, keep track of your tenant. You know, your tenants normally behave a little bit better if they know oh, yeah. you're down
2: there, Yeah. right? Yeah. Or up there yeah. whatever um you also do infills no a lot of planning for that or yeah what do you yeah mean? so we have a, a spin-off organization right now actually it's, it's called infill developments and uh we focus on Do you want to uh, tell people what an infill is yeah, absolutely. So infill is uh, essentially a development type of uh, project where you're not really expanding the, uh, um, uh, the land. So you're not going into say greenfield developments, mm-hmm. but you're taking what's existing in, in the, the local uh, residential infrastructure. So you're utilizing the same services like sewer systems, mm-hmm. utilities, which are very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where you see uh, potentially double lots or larger corner lots and things like that, uh, a lot of cities are encouraging uh, developers to go in and do you know, proper severances mm-hmm. and add additional buildings. So that's, we have several projects on the go where we're focusing just on that. Mm-hmm. And of course we're putting in legal second suites as well to add that extra density. It's like so, a fourplex. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah.
0: And okay. and you're doing those in Hamilton as well or?
2: Uh, we have, uh, we. Right now we have projects in St. Catharines and Hamilton for those.
1: Okay. What's the turnaround time? I don't know if we we looked at that. From the time of the application to getting final permits to allow to begin construction, typically on the markets you're looking at.
2: Yeah, so general rule of thumb is uh, uh, you you should probably expect six to nine months for the approval process, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, you may be working with a a local planner to work with the city to get the approvals. Every city has a different approval process. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes longer, sometimes it's quicker. Uh, so we, we generally tell people expect like six to nine months for the approval and then construction, if you're able to get a system in place, uh, construction could be anywhere between six to nine months as well. A lot of people will take up to a year if they're managing a lot of the construction themselves, mm-hmm. but if you have a reputable builder that can do it, um, you know, six to nine months should be good. So in general, a year to a year and a half from the time you Closes. close on the property yeah. to potentially having it complete an occupancy. Mm -hmm. is is the rough time frame right obviously it's going to be longer if you're starting like starting for the first time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so just just to summarize um you know because we've talked about a lot andy you're the guy that kind of puts in motion the blueprint if you will of how would it look like adding a second suite Right, you're, you're, the, you're the designer, you're the, the guy that tells you, no, you, the city will not approve this, the city will approve this. You, you kind of know all this stuff, but you're not the guy that does the construction financing, correct? <laughs> no, you're you're, you're, the, you're the, the guy in the middle. middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, not <like> construction <laughs> financing, the <like> construction. Right, <laughs> yeah. sorry, yeah. that's me talking as a mortgage broker. But um, so, how do people get a hold of you?
2: Uh yeah, it's just my website, so sweeteditions.com. Okay. It's spelled S U I T E mm-hmm. editions.com, Not W. We'll link S-
1: it. We'll link days. in this yeah, yeah. video. It'll be here. Alright. Well anything else yeah. you guys wanna add? I, I have to No, I just comment. I just you know, I was telling him that before we went out, I was just saying you know what you're doing is Pretty, pretty unique. It makes our job a lot easier uh, in sure. the sense of financing. You know, it, it makes it significantly easier once it's all said and done. But it's also interesting because a lot of times clients will come to us with a property that's a duplex or triplex in Toronto, but it's not legal. Financing for that is not the same as as if it was a duplex or triplex legally. Right. Yeah. And what's, what's interesting, you're sort of planting the seeds for all these future generations yeah. of people who could be buying these properties later on yeah. to finance them in a way that's significantly more. Uh, just significantly easier yeah. than it would be for someone who's, who's, who doesn't have it. So I think it's a win-win for everyone involved, yeah. including the city too. And so I think it's, it's, it's and, really and, great. And
0: from a financing point of view, because we haven't really talked about too much of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of individuals that come to us buy the property as an investment property, then they do some renovations <laughs> and make it a legal duplex. Um, then they refinance and take pretty much all their money back out. Right. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and, and the property, you know, makes perfect sense in terms of cash flow. Going back to your original point of view. So, um, it could I be a good you, strategy for buying,
1: flipping and holding. Right. I could see um, a lot of value in that. Even just yeah. a first time buyer, you put down 5% on a half a million yeah. dollar home in Hamilton. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you live there for two years. Maybe have a little bit of equity. You can refinance that now to yeah. potentially do the rentals. Now yeah. you have a second suite. Now you're helping yourself out. So there's a lot of or even or it. even
0: people that are wanting going in as an investment property, twenty percent down right from the get go, but they just can't find mm-hmm. that property that cash flows. You, sure. you okay. find, one, you make one. like you make one. That, that's mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. it. So Stop. yeah, you have to create the value. Of these Stop things. complaining it's that there is isn't any cash flow properties <laughs> and
1: <laughs> <laughs> just make them yourself. Yes, yeah. that's the reality. All right, awesome yeah.
0: guys. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back Thanks, next week. Thanks, Thanks.